This is the Coffee With Podcast presented by the Women's Ministry at Reclamation Church in Monroeville, Pennsylvania. Today we'll be having coffee with Kim Dubin. She's a member of our church and she'll be joining us today to share her story. Hey Kim, thank you so much for being here today. I'm excited to get started. Hey Sarah Kate, it's a pleasure. Um, I'm excited to have you here on the podcast um, for you to just be able to share more about what God's done and how he's worked in your life. And you're somebody who is regularly up on the platform. People see you, see your face. Um, You're one of our most energetic (laughs) worship team members, which is awesome. I love that about you. But I just think that this is a great opportunity for people to get to know you deeper and to know you know, what God has brought you through. And, mm-hmm. you know, as they see you up there leading worship, they're able to know your testimony. They're able to um, just be led deeper in their love for the Lord. So um, that's what we're hoping to come from this. And uh, and I'm excited to see how that happens. So um, that's a really cool thing. Um, I don't know exactly which part you're kind of kind of share today. I know you've got a lot, <laughs> but everybody has a lot. God's done so much mm-hmm. in our lives. But let's start with just how you grew up and lead into when you accepted Christ. Okay, thank you. So I'm the youngest of five children. I grew up in a Christian home in the Hill District of Pittsburgh. My mom was a choir director in our church, so I've been exposed to and sung in choirs all of my life. That's awesome. So funny story. I was always a soprano, and one day out of the blue, the worship pastor says to me, I want you to sing in your talking voice. (laughs) I I thought that was strange. But I did it, and I found this whole lower register that I didn't know existed. That's awesome. (laughs) And as a child, I never had that high girly voice. It was always lower. And even today, when speaking on the phone, companies assume I'm a man. Oh, really? So I get sir frequently over the phone. Yeah. So I grew up attending Webster Avenue Alliance Church in the Hill District, then went to Allegheny Center Alliance Church on the north side. And started attending church here at Reclamation Church in September back in 2018. That's so funny. I never would have guessed that you were a soprano. (laughs) All my life. That's awesome. I love that. So why don't you share a little bit about how you met the Lord? Okay, I will. So every Sunday after church, my family always discussed what went on in church. Mm. And one Sunday, the discussion centered on the rapture. Oh, I listened intently as my mom and older sister were very excitedly talking about how they were going to be caught up to meet Jesus in the air. Oh, wow. At this point, I was puzzled. And then I became concerned. So I asked the obvious question, where am I going to be? Right. My mom looked at me and smiled and said that I would need to accept Jesus as my savior if I wanted to go. Mm. That's when I made up my mind that I wanted to be a a Christian. Wow. I remember the day of my baptism. We went to Lincoln Beach, which was a campground owned by the Christian Missionary Alliance Church back then. Mm. I dressed in my flannel sleeping gown, (laughs) and I was baptized in an above-ground pool. That's awesome. From then on, I began my walk with Christ. Mm. My relationship with Christ became a part of who I was as a kid in the good times and the bad. Mm. 
And God began using people to help mold me. I remember being in church one day, sitting outside the sanctuary next to a godly lady Mm -hmm. who noticed this frown on my face. As a kid, I didn't like myself or the way I looked. Mm -hmm. And my expression showed that. This godly woman, who I I have no idea who she was, (laughs) and she began to break down the goodness of God and how my expression needed to reflect that. Wow. That's when I began to use my smile. Mm. It was important to me to show the goodness of God and that I had much to be grateful for. And that was free. Showing your smile was free. That was something I could do. That's right. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so you accepted Christ at a young age through your mom. I, did. I love that. I feel like a lot of stories that involve Uh, salvation at a young age come from a place of attrition, like Mm -hmm. fearing hell, Mm -hmm. but you came from a place of wanting to be included in the rapture. So that's really unique and awesome. And Mm -hmm. um, of course, as a mom, love the stories where moms get to be involved in the salvation of their kids. And um, it sounds like your family was a big influence in your life. That's awesome. Definitely. So where do you go from there? You're in this Christian home. You've accepted the Lord. It's Mm -hmm. all roses, right? It's all rainbows. Until. (laughs) Right, right. So I'll talk a little bit about what God has brought me through. So as a teenager, I began to date. Yeah. And at that time, I told you I didn't care about how I looked. I began to get attention and I didn't know what to do with the attention. Mm. And so I began to date unbelievers. Yeah, right. And right there was my problem because the Bible says in 2 Corinthians six fourteen, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. Right. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Yeah. And what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? Mm. For we are the temple of God. So the the scripture provided direction yeah. and is there to protect us from harm. And I should have taken this scripture seriously mm. and strongly obeyed, but I thought I knew better. Right. By the time I was 19, I found out I was pregnant. I was devastated and embarrassed to the point where I no longer wanted to show my face in church. Mm. I didn't want anybody to know. Right. I mean, here I am, this Christian, and Christians don't get pregnant. They they just don't. Right. But God knew that my personal life was not aligned with my spiritual persona. Right. The Bible says in the book of Luke 12, 2 and 3, nothing is covered up that will not be revealed Mm. or hidden That will not be known. Mm -hmm. Therefore, whatever you've said in the dark will be heard in the light. And what you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed on the rooftops. Yeah, it's true. After I had my baby, I went before the elders. They asked me about my walk with Christ. Mm. And have I made the changes that were necessary? Because it's important as a Christian that we do our best to lead a blameless life. Mm. I understood how important that was. I wanted to take communion. I wanted to take it worthily because the Bible speaks about taking communion unworthily. So I wanted to take communion with a clean heart. Mm. But it wasn't easy. There were many, many painful years that followed. The hardest part was... um, Marrying a man, of course, that was an unbeliever, Mm. but he had decided once my child was born that he wanted to become one of Jehovah's Witnesses, which made life almost unbearable. Mm. 
And I think back through all those times and all the suffering and all the loneliness, even the part where he put his foot down and said, you're not going to take the baby to church anymore. Wow. wow. And so um, my heart was broken, of course. And it, there was a time where we were actually tugging wow. on the child. And I said, I'm not going to do it anymore. I stopped. And I gave up. Mm. And so... But God brought me through all that. Yeah. He, he brought me through that. He, the Bible says in Psalms 29, 11, the Lord blesses his people with mm. peace. Mm. And it's true. While life was harder than it should have been had I listened to scripture, right. God blessed me with that peace. I clung to scripture. I clung to the Lord. Yeah. I clung to the body of believers who prayed me through it. Yeah. I sang and I worshiped hard mm. through all of it. Yeah. And it hasn't been all bad. Yeah, you know, yeah. I managed to get out of that marriage mm. and live a happy life. I now live a happy life with my husband, Bill. Mm. I've got four children, yeah. my precious stepdaughter, five grandchildren and one on the way in April. That's awesome. I'm blessed. I have a job. I love serving God in the music ministry. Mm. The Bible says in Proverbs 16, 13, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Yeah. I think you brought up a really important point about that you were not suffering, but you were receiving the consequences from your sin. Exactly. But I was. in that, mm-hmm. God was also blessing you with peace. It he wasn't was. one or the other. Right. God fit them both together he perfectly really into your life. He really did. And I think that that is so relatable as each of us think about our own stories mm-hmm. and kind of times when we have pursued sin in our life Mm -hmm. or kind of fallen away for a time or made a poor decision. Yeah. We still receive the consequences Mm -hmm. for those. Right. We do. And sometimes they're weightier than others, Mm -hmm. but even in that God can bless us and bring us peace. And, um, I think that that is such a beautiful point that I can just relate to so much. (laughs) Um, and I have to say, I'm super interested to know, how you met Bill and how <laughs> your relationship with him started. So interesting enough, um, I met Bill online on an app, yeah. Cupid.com. That's awesome. And so I was one of those people that I was perfectly happy single, mm. but I knew I, I didn't have the gift of singleness. <laughs> so um, I made sure that I looked for someone who's very, very far away. Mm. So he lived two and a half hours away. Wow. And in case something went wrong, I didn't want to stalk her on my <laughs> You covered so, your bases. Yes, I was covering my bases. So what I asked God for something different. Mm. And that's what I got from my first marriage. I got someone totally different, someone who opened up farms for me. I had never seen wow. farm animals and yeah. goats and cows and yeah you're from Pittsburgh yeah from the city I didn't understand all this stuff and the walking he's a he he loves to walk and every and he his wonderful family that I was blessed to be a part of so everything is new everything is different and everything is lovely that's awesome and how old were you when you guys met so when we met I was I was I think I was 50 okay I was 50, okay. I think, or 51, something okay. like and that. And you've been married now for... We've been married 15 years. 15 years. Yeah. That's awesome. So I'm 61 now, so 
I don't know if that math yeah. lines up. Or <laughs> that's <not>. okay. <laughs> they can figure it out listening. We don't need to know, but that's awesome. And I'm sure like at some point, like you said, like I was okay with being single, but I wasn't necessarily gif- gifted the gift of singleness. Right. But when you get older, you know, I'm sure that there's a part in your mind where you're like, okay, God, like, what is it that you have for me? And Mm -hmm. how am I supposed to go about that? And I just had dinner with a friend from church the other night where we were talking about, you know, how do you even meet people now? You know, once you get to a certain age, like, Mm -hmm. you know, your church or your job, like, but uh, what else? So I think that that's really cool and Mm -hmm. interesting that God could still use, you know, a dating site. I know that there's even other couples at our church that have met through dating sites. Mm -hmm. And so God can use them if you are Mm -hmm. diligently covering your bases (laughs) like you did. (laughs) And the funny thing is I got married so young. I went from my, my parents' home Mm. To um, my in-laws' home. I mean, right. I've never lived alone in my le- my life. I've never been alone. Right. I had to grow up really quickly, so mm. uh, I don't have that sing that gift. Yeah. To be alone. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That would be a big adjustment at you know a certain age to mm-hmm. then start figuring out. Okay, well, how do I? cook for myself yes. and do all the like what cleaning needs done. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I can sort of relate because I got, we got married at 20 and 21, mm-hmm. Miguel and I. And so I went straight from my parents' house to running a household. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, what, what chores even need done? Yes. Like, I don't know. Or how often are you supposed to wash your sheets? <laughs> I don't know these things. So I Googled it all <laughs> and found some really great mentors that helped guide me through that. But, oh, that's awesome. but yeah, it is a transition into, into life. Um, when you're not used to that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's a different season and, and God definitely prepared it for you though. He did. He, he, he walked me through all of this and he stayed with me through all of this mm-hmm. and he put people around me to lift me up, my yeah. mom and I mean and the the ministries, the radio ministries yeah. that I would listen to one after another just to get through the day. Yeah, that's awesome. Just to get through the day. That's awesome. I imagine growing up in a household that was so involved in church that there might've been some difficulty when you came home and said, mom, I'm pregnant at 19. So can you just tell a little bit about how that affected your family and all that? Yeah, sure. So when I first got pregnant, I didn't believe it. Mm. And because I didn't see a stomach and I'm I'm a teenager. What do I, there's no stomach there. So four months, I'm like, I laid down on the bed. I still didn't see anything. Then I'm like, this isn't normal. Mm. You know, this isn't normal. So I approached my mom and I said, mom, I'm pregnant. Mm. And um, her first her first thing to say, we're not going to worry about this. We're going to have a nice Christmas and we will look at this again okay. at the beginning of the year. Yeah. OK. And we looked at it again. But I think about the conversations that went on because I had to go back and forth. Do I get married? Do mm. I not get married? Right. And I remember the conversation with my brother should I get married? And he said, is he a Christian? Mm. I said, no, he's not. He said, well, so what are you going to have in common? You, right. you know, you, you're marrying someone who's, who's not saved. That mm. I went to my dad, dad, should I get married? And he said, do you want the baby born without a father? Mm. And so I had the struggle. Do I have this child mm. um, out of wedlock, you know, without, a fa- the father's name, right? 
because I know that I'm not going to send the boyfriend away. Right. I'm going to continue the life that I was living mm. or do I get married? Mm. And I never waited for him to propose. I'm one of those takeover kind of people. <laughs> yeah. I said, we're getting married. I yeah. never got a ring. Mm. I went and bought some rings, but mm. I'm just sort of like, we have to get married. I have mm. to quit my job. I was in school. Yeah. I have to quit my job. And because wow. uh, I, I didn't want anybody to see a baby bunk. That would be horrible. Yeah. Right. And so I had to go to work. So yeah. a lot of tough decisions. And yeah, that is tough. No, you know, people get married. They make these plans. They they go on honeymoons. They buy a house. No, I could. I didn't have all that. Yeah. I had things to do. I had to grow up real fast. Yeah. Yeah. That is a lot of really tough decisions for mm-hmm. anyone, but especially for a teenager. Yep. Um, and when you're hearing, you know... Sometimes you ask, you know, godly counsel is a good thing, but sometimes when you're getting different answers, you're like, okay, well, what does this all shake out to be? Like, what's truly the best, Mm -hmm. you know, path to take here? And that would be really tough. And it was. And now your relationship with your family is what? So my ex raised the children as witnesses. Okay. And so. I remember talking to my youngest daughter and I said, you know what? I've been praying for years, 40 years mm-hmm. for God to save my family. It would be great, be a great testimony to see a child that was raised as a witness accept the Lord as their personal savior. Mm-hmm. And Rachel said to me, mom, that's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, that's right. That's so <laughs> it sweet. It is you because she's the one at the age 13 I had to drag out of the closet because she hid from me because I was taking her to church. Wow. I had to get her into the word. I, the others were, were grown up. You know, mm-hmm. they could make decisions. But I had one last chance to get the baby into church. And that's so true. That's awesome. And that's awesome that you're able to have that sweetness with her. Exactly. <clears throat> Excuse me, with her mm-hmm. and to see God's faithfulness in that, you yes. know, that. You know, it hasn't been all of them, but what Mm -hmm. a sweet gift that one of them, Mm -hmm. you know, is with you and is raising grandkids now, you know, to love the the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that is such a blessing to come from that. So it's awesome that you've been able to see on the other side, just a a small piece of that. That miracle. I got that. That's awesome. So I have to ask you now, what are some other things that you feel like God has taught you through all of this? There's so much that has happened in your life. So I'm interested to hear what you have. So what has God taught me? Well, I've learned that God will never leave you or forsake you. Yeah, that's right. Deuteronomy 31, 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Yeah. I've learned that all things work together for good. Mm. To those that love God, to those... To them who are called according to his purpose. It mm-hmm. says that in Romans. Yeah. Everything that I went through worked together to bring me and make me into who I am today. Yeah. While I was busy wrestling through the difficulties of life, I stayed out of trouble. Mm. I grew up quickly. I grew in my faith and I got back on track with God. Mm. Yeah. I've learned that God gives you the desires of your heart. Mm. It says in Psalms 37, 4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Mm. I have received answers to prayers that I haven't even had a chance to pray for yet. Wow, wow. They were deep in my heart, and Mm. God just granted. Yeah. 
Yeah, just like we were parts. talking about with Rachel and yes. and his faithfulness there. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's so, so important that you can see God's faithfulness and his provision through all of this, you know. Mm-hmm. And what would you say to, uh, you know, a younger lady in our church who is just in the thick of it right now and is, is struggling, is going through, you know, maybe they had to grow up fast because of a different type of situation. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're in the exact same situation. Maybe they're, you know, trying to decide about a relationship that could potentially change. Like what would you, what advice would you give as somebody who's kind of been through it Mm -hmm. and now is looking back, seeing God's faithfulness? What would you say? What I would say is, Trust God, mm. trust his word because it's all laid out for us. Yeah. The plans that God has for us, they're all laid out. Mm. Believe God and rely on him. Mm. Draw close to the people of God. If yeah. you need to talk to somebody, if you need to, if you need some godly counsel, take advantage of everything around you because he, God has laid all this out for his people. Yeah. We have our ministries together. We have our, our bringing ourselves together each Sunday. Don't stay to yourself. Mm. Come join us. Yeah. With, join with your sisters and brothers in Christ in community. Yeah. Interact together. Pray together. Join a community group. Mm. Read your Bible. Study. Pray and resist the devil. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's, it's good advice. Stay in it. Keep coming. You know, I... I know you touched on this at the kind of beginning of your story, but just like that feeling of, you know, you haven't lived how you're supposed to mm-hmm. and you didn't want to come back to church. Exactly. Shame. Yeah. Don't let shame stop you. That heaviness. You, that's right. Don't let, don't let the enemy bog you down and separate you from God's people. Yeah. They're there to love on you. Yeah. A hundred percent. This is the one place you definitely should be if you're, you know, having a moment where you stepped away from the Lord and, you know, come to church. That's exactly right. Let us surround you. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, would you just share a little bit about, um, any Bible studies you've done, or I know you're going to talk about a specific way to do Bible study. Mm -hmm. Um, so would you just share how you do Bible study and kind of how that's influenced you? So I draw to, the um, Bible app, mm-hmm. the U version Bible app. I um, it's a a devotional opportunity to um, interact with other believers who become your friends. It's like a social community. Yeah. But there are all these plans that you can't even imagine mm-hmm. that you can get into. And I start these plans and I read and I learn so much from them. And I. I, I and it's God speaking to me and helping me and encouraging me. And yeah. you'd be surprised how when you're going through something, God has something to say about it. Yeah. And you share with other people, you share with your family, and it's just it gets you through. The the mm-hmm. tough times, the word is what gets you through. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And on the U version app, I've I've used it for a Bible study, I think just once, but mm-hmm. you can actually like interact with other people who are you doing can. this study, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a cool aspect of that, mm-hmm. being able to engage with other people in God's word. And right. um and it's free. It is right? free. It's it's free. And people will invite you to study a, a plan with them mm-hmm. and you say your thoughts and what has God taught you about this? Yeah. Or you just share certain comments on what you learned from a plan that someone else may not be reading at the time. Right. And it's encouraging. And so we all 
we all applaud one another as yeah. we get through these plans, as we work through the Bible. Yeah, it is applaud worthy that <laughs> you're in the word yeah. and that you're finding time and you're doing it because yeah. that's the most important thing. And yeah, of course we have, you know, in-person Bible studies here at the church Mm -hmm. and opportunities like that. But as far as your daily reading, sometimes it's hard to get motivated Mm -hmm. without a plan set before you of exactly what portion to read and kind of what things to consider. (laughs) That's me. I need a process. Like some of us just need to know the plan. (laughs) I need a plan. (laughs) Which is totally fine. God has made us all so different and made us that way. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, that's a great resource free on your phone. Mm-hmm. There's so many distracting things we have on our phone, yeah. but that's one thing we can have our, mm-hmm. on our phone that is good and recentering and mm-hmm. can bring us closer to the Lord. So You're right. You're right. that's awesome. That's a, a redeeming mm-hmm. quality of technology. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I know that sometimes sharing hard things, <clears throat> excuse me, in our stories, they can it's hard to just get it out there. Mm-hmm. But once it is, I feel like there's just so much healing and blessing that God can bring. Yes. And ultimately God is glorified through the sharing yes. of his work. Yes. So um, thank you so much for being willing oh, it's to my come pleasure. and do that. I'm glad I came. That's awesome. And thank you so much for listening to the Coffee with Podcast. Our next episode will be available next month. So be sure to subscribe and follow. So you'll be ready to listen and find out who will be joining me next time.